morning and welcome to the MV Pro Call. Today is July 6th of 2023. I feel like every week we say, man, I can't believe how fast the, the year is going. And, you know, we're we're almost halfway over. We are halfway over. So, yeah, it's, it's getting pretty crazy. Um, I hope everybody had a great Independence Day and long weekends if possible. But um, we're going to start off the call like we do every week, and we are going to ask, um, is there anybody that has any questions that um, you came across? Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Back up, because this is kind of funny. I wanted to, one of the things I'm going to talk about is recognition. Um, (laughs) I do, as part of recognition, I do want to say thank you. Thank you to everybody that is on the call right now, anybody that's going to be listening later, I'm not sure if we'll be able to edit out that last part, but <laughs> anyways, I want to say thank you. I do appreciate, I heard quite a few dings come on, and um, I do really, really appreciate everybody who jumps in and, and contributes and, and just hangs out with us for half an hour each week. Um, but anyways, we'll go back to starting off with, is there anything that anybody learned this past week that you want to share? or anything that you ran across that you want to ask everybody else, um, how they handled situations or, or any of the above. Okay, I'll, I'll do the weekly. Pick me, pick me, because um, <laughs> I'm usually the one saying, Kelly, by the way, Kelly and Michelle, they're on vacation this week. They're in um, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and if anybody has, that's been up there before, you know that there's like usually zero reception up there. We we went up there one year, and um, we didn't even have GPS signal. Like we had to Indiana Jones it with an old-fashioned map. So, um, but hopefully they're relaxing and uh, much deserved relaxing and vacation. So um, I, talking about recognition, I um, am, am working with a client in Minnesota. I uh, brought on Kayla, who's on the call and doing absolutely amazing. But as part of my training with, um, with McGowan Waters, who we're working with, and with Kayla, I do travel out here to Minnesota quite a bit. And um, I tried getting Airbnbs, but unfortunately, the first couple of days I'm here, the Airbnb that I like was booked. So I'm at a, a hotel. And the first evening that I came in, um, unfortunately, there was a situation with an intoxicated um, uh, guest that was staying here, and he was violent. And one of the first things that the lady did, well, first I, I, I checked in and then she realized what was going on. And as I was getting ready to get on the elevator, she immediately, she's like, okay, um, there's an unsafe situation. I'm going to take you here into the back room and let you sit until everything's diffused. And um, to me, she really went above and beyond. She really, she had... Um, she handled it like a champ and she had told me later on she's like I've never had a situation like that before but she just did everything right and she handled it with professionalism and with empathy for all those that were involved and she was just she was great and I went downstairs the next morning and she was no longer there and I asked to speak to a manager because I wanted to 
um, explain what had happened. And it's the other front desk clerk who was also very sweet, but I told her and she just said, you know, I told her that the, the girl had handled everything so well. And she just kind of said, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, I really don't think this is going to get to the right person. <laughs> you know? So I did happen to notice in my room that there is a, um, a card that you can have show recognition to somebody that went above and beyond within the facility. <clears throat> and I thought that was great because I, as a matter of fact, just filled out the card. I'm going to take it down there. Um, but something that it kind of reminded me of is there are a lot of times that we might go on follow-up calls and or um, or even when the service technician or the installer is installing equipment, and but I'm going to use us as the sales professionals. I've been on follow-up calls where somebody has said, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the installer, John, he did an amazing job. He was so nice. He was great. And those are the people that don't always do Google reviews. But I think it's really important that we make sure that all of our team is recognized and either ask our, our client or our, our customer to please put a Google review for John or make sure at least, at the very least, we go back and let our managers or owners or whoever would be in charge of officially recognizing John um, for doing a great job. Because um, not that everybody needs recognition, but sometimes it just helps for everyone to know that um, they're doing a good job, that they are they are recognized. Has anybody else ever run into a situation, whether professional or even in your personal lives, that, you know, recognition, you were just concerned it wasn't going to get to the right spot? Or are you sure that you get recognition to the right person? I have a quiet group today. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I guess just my public service announcement is I would love for everybody um, to make sure, even if it's you yourself recognizing one of your um, coworkers of an amazing job that they're doing. I think that it's just it's super important. So um, that wasn't the, the topic that I had for today. Um, topic I had for today, we have talked a couple of times um, about I know in, within the last couple of weeks, we talked about uh, how there was a municipality who is kind of using faults. Um, you know, they're saying that nobody needs a water softener um, because of this, uh, the TAC unit, the crystallization unit that they're installing in their municipality. And, um, you know, they're they're just not educated. And so I thought I would talk about third-party um, accreditation and who you have used, what you have used in situations where, whether it's a, a potential customer, homeowner, or even somebody at a level such as the township, what kind of studies have you used? What, what do you use? Um, are there studies from different colleges and so on? Anybody? Um, I, I do. You. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's, I always use the fact that we have certified equipment. I always 
I a lot of times I'll mention the Patel study. Mm-hmm. Um, other things I do, and especially when it comes to like the um, Gale Busters and the tax systems, which, you know, we have a tax system, but mm-hmm. I have a picture that actually posted in like the um, one of the Facebook groups for pros of a water heater that had been on a um, one of those electromagnetic systems for five years. It had been cut open and it was more than a third full of scale. It's a very uh-huh. powerful picture. I did not see that was on water treatment pros. I think so. I mean, like okay. two years ago, I downloaded the oh, photo. Okay. I used it in almost every presentation. Okay. Especially, you know, if they're, you know, you get those people, you go to the house, how long have you been here? Four years. Do you have a softer now? No, we're just thinking about it. So one of the questions I'll tend to ask is, so have you started hearing like popping and cracking in your water heater? Yeah, what's that? And I show them what it's doing. So it's not just always the studies, but pictures and making people feel that pain. And then back, you know, it's that little light bulb goes off in their head. Right, right. So I'll send you that photo. Yeah, I would I would love to see that photo. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll share it again on Water Treatment Pros. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with Water Treatment Pros, um, it's a Facebook group that... Uh, we have a lot of people share their installations. They are able to ask questions there. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I have learned so much from that group. 17 years in the industry, and I've learned a lot. Um, Kelly and myself, we have uh, four, four or five moderators in that group. Um, we do try to keep the, um, uh, <laughs> the riffraff to a minimum, I guess you could say. Um, everybody's been doing a lot better lately. Even there, I just haven't been on Facebook enough to check it. But um, everybody's doing better lately. We've kind of told people either be nice or, or get out. Um, so, But the group is growing, and it's pretty amazing. And I recommend, especially anybody new coming into the industry, to um, or even a 17-year you know veteran, go in and, and check it out. So um, great Facebook group. So... Um, anybody else, uh, or is there any, anything else that you use, Stacey? Um, I mean, I do use my presentation that I have, which does have some backing materials. Um, it all depends on the individual a lot of the times. But, yeah, I do talk about the studies. I talk about the, the um, you know, going over how much less soap and detergents and things that you use. Right. And things right. like that. But so awesome. I texted you that photo. Yeah, yeah, I just got it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um anybody else? Does anybody else use you know, third party accreditation, bring up any studies or anything like that? The uh septic study. Septic study, yes. Yes. That is a great one. Definitely. Can you explain the septic study? How would you explain it to the uh, customer? Well, anybody that you get in contact with, they've probably done some research before you get out there. 
Um, right. And the, the septic study said that it was uh, bad to put salt and water in um, in a septic system. And the study that was done was were with really hard water and with an inefficient um, water softener that's on a timer, uh, mm-hmm. which means it's continuously cleaning itself, it's continuously dumping water and salt, that that can be bad for a septic system. Um, however, a system that is metered, um, that means it only cleans itself when it has to, um, it doesn't affect uh, the the septic system and actually the salinity of the salt when it goes into the septic tank helps with the turbidity, which means it helps the solid settle and move out through the field line. So with a metered system, uh, not only is it not bad for a septic system, it's actually beneficial. Right, right, exactly. So, um, and this, this, I love the fact that both of you brought up kind of where my topic was going is um, both of these are WQRF studies, so the Water Quality Research Foundation um, studies. And there's multiple studies that they have put out there. Um, And the reason that the Water Quality Research Foundation came about and started these studies was they wanted to bring in studies that you could use around the kitchen table. And, I mean, that was exactly why they started this. So they came up with some of the um, biggest issues or concerns that we come across when we're in the home, they said, okay, let's go ahead and, you know, like Mythbusters, let's see what does, you know, what is right and what is wrong. <laughs> and so, and that's exactly what they did. And Scott, um, you had mentioned the septic uh, system performance um, or septic system study. Um, that particular one, um, what they had found, and you are completely right when we're, we're talking about the timer system, the meter system, but um, what they, they're kind of the short version of it is um, the concern was the effect of large concentrations of brine water constituents, um, particularly sodium, and the regenerate discharges from softeners may have on septic study capacity as the main reason for the debate regarding how waste regenerate from water software should be handled. So what they found, though, is that anything that's very inefficient, um, an inefficient home softener, so that is going back to, like you said, uh, Scott, the old-timer systems, they use a lot of sodium, a lot of salt in them, and they're going off at a set rate. Um, But what they found was Anything that had at or below a 1,000 grain per pound salt efficiency had a negative effect. So basically, um, if if you're using, uh, if if it's taking, um, if you're at or, at or below 1,000 grain per salt efficiency, then it's not going to work. But if you have um, an efficiency operated softener that has at or above 3,000 grains per salt efficiency, then that has found that helps settle the solids and, like you said, do what the septic is is meant to do. So what I recommend for everybody, look at your owner's manual and check, you know, um, is every pound of salt going to clean at least three grains of hardness? Okay, so that's kind of what the salt efficiency means. One pound of salt, 
is going to take care of minimum 3,000 grains of hardness. Um, but if you have one pound of salt that's only taking care of 1,000 grains, that's going to, not going to work. Um, so also when you're going in and you're looking at settings, what if you have somebody that's on a septic, if you're going in and you're looking at the settings, you may need to set it um, to the efficiency on your um, on your valve. Uh, because I've been really kind of looking at different uh, manufacturers' manuals and things like that, kind of looking at the different efficiencies. And some of them, if you have it on a high setting, then you're only getting like 2,000 um, grains per pound of salt efficiency. But if you are either at a low or the efficient setting, then you'll you'll get that 3,000. Does anybody have any questions on that one, on that particular um, septic system performance? Awesome. Okay. So, um, Stacy, you had talked about the Battelle study. And um, I think the Patel study is the one that is most commonly used. Um, and I, I want to kind of back up a little bit. All of these things can be found on WQRF.org. And um, this is something that the Patel study years ago, I think when I first came in the industry, this was probably one of the biggest ones that I used. Um, septic study came out uh, a few years later, if I remember correctly. But um, definitely the softened water studies, I believe those came out right around or maybe just after I got into the industry. But definitely something that I use and, and absolutely love. So the Battelle study, um, also known as softened water benefits study, um, they did three different studies on here. One was the energy savings. Another was a dishwasher study. And um, the third one was the laundry study. And so what they wanted to do was look at um, basically energy savings and, and how softened water is going to help the home, okay? So the first one they talked about, um, the they do talk about the hot water tank, okay? So like you had mentioned, um, you know, some of these systems, they go ahead and they, they cut open a hot water tank and, you know, you have all of this buildup at the bottom of the hot water tank. And what that is, is it's your calcium bicarbonate, it's, which is your dissolved calcium or dissolved rock. Once it's heated up, it turns back into calcium carbonate. And that builds a nice little brick at the bottom of your hot water tank. So that means that it'd be similar to taking a pot of water and um, putting it on top of a brick and then taking another pot of water and putting it directly on a flame and turn both of the flames on, which one's going to heat up quicker? Obviously, the one that's directly on the flame. So um, that's exactly what happens in your hot water tank. One of the questions I ask when I go in the home, especially if they've never had a water softener or one that hasn't been working, I will ask them, how often do you drain your hot water tank? Now, does anybody know how often you're supposed to do that? Is it once a year? It's once a year, yeah. And some people are like, um, I've never done it, and it's 15 years old. <laughs> so um, that is always kind of that. That's where I start to put that little, you know, little um, seed, plant that little seed in there. 
And then I also ask the questions about, you know, build up on the appliances, the dishwashers, the coffee pots, shower heads, faucets, things like that. Um, now, another thing that I do is I will, um, a lot of people are against the precipitation demonstration. The precipitation demonstration is just, that really does show how you get that buildup in your, um, in your hot water tank. You do have to kind of start at the beginning. It takes probably about half an hour or so. So you do have to start it as soon as you pull out your mini water softener. But that is one that I definitely use for explaining what happens in your hot water tank, especially if there's kind of like, oh, but we have city water. <laughs> and so our hot water tank is fine because we have city water. Um, how many of us have heard that? <laughs> so, um, but at any rate, so that is what I kind of do in the sales presentation. But the softened water benefit, the energy saving study, um, what they had found was each five grains per gallon of water hardness scale causes a 4% loss in efficiency and 4% increase in the cost of energy in a gas storage tank um, in water heaters when using 50 gallons of hot water per day, okay? So you're going to continually get an efficiency loss in your hot water tank. Um, and then they also found that with the tankless water heaters, um, they also found that softened water saves 40% of cost compared to operating um, on 20 grains of per gallon water hardness. Saves 57% compared to operating on 30 grains per gallon of hard water. So basically, you have 20 grains per gallon. Um, and it's going to save 40% of the cost, um, the operating cost. So that's huge. Um, and I do believe that, and I'm hoping to get somebody on one of these days from one of the tankless uh, water heater uh, companies to talk about um, softened water or, or the water that they need to use, which they do recommend. Most of them recommend that it has to be below four or seven grains of hardness. So that's huge. Um, otherwise, it's wreaking a lot of havoc on the uh, heating elements. Um, and then it also, it said that carbon footprint increases 18% for gas storage tank water heaters when operated at 26 grains per gallon um, of hard water for 15 years. So basically, it's just, it's, again, causing a lot of issues. Um, any questions on the the issues that we have with the hot water tanks? Okay. What is your uh, uh, what, is, what, is, what is your opinion on um, if you add a water softener, how often you should flush a tankless water heater? The tankless or the regular water heater? Um, well, tankless in in specifically. Um, I I. Would have, yeah, I would say refer to the owner's manual. I'm not sure that you have to, I know that, or they do like a descaler, but I don't think you'd have to do it as often. Um, okay. And then as far as the tank water heaters, I would say once every couple of years. Um, it's still good to get that sediment out of there, but at the same time, you definitely don't have to do it once a year. Okay. So I have a tankless water heater, and I'm on, okay. quote, water, which is... Yeah well water um and they use the polyphosphates or whatever they're using to absorb the iron so it doesn't stick 
Apparently, it also absorbs dirt. Because um, I've always had a softener on my tankless water heater, and I used to have a problem with it. You know, every few, mo- every six months or so, tripping an error message and shutting itself off, and I'd have to have a company come out and flush it, and they would have to sand down the igniter rods and all that stuff. And the first time I called, they're like, well, you have to flush those things out once a year. I'm like, what for? He's like, for hard water. And I said, I don't have hard water. Everybody's got hard water. So after we go back and forth for a while, I said, dude, this is who I work for. I can test my water. I know my softener's working. I said, well, let's start with there. Flushed out straight months. Oh, goodness. Because that's how much dirt and sediments in my city water. So you should still flush them out that um, at least once a year, basically, just for other sediment and stuff. Now, I finally put on a lovely big blue with a 2501 dual-grade filter post-softener before the water heater. And I haven't had a problem with buildup since in the last three years. Awesome. Okay, good. That's good to know. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Excellent. Thank you. So uh, we have just a few more minutes. I do um, I do want to talk about a couple more studies that WQRF has out there. Um, one is the softened water benefits study, or I'm sorry, both of these are softened water benefit studies, uh, the dishwasher study and the laundry study. Um, so the dishwasher study uh, does talk about the, um, the savings in the deter- for detergent. They say on five grains of hardness that you're going to save minimum 15%. Ten grains of hardness, which is many of the uh, municipalities, um, you're going to save 30% on your dishwasher detergent. And then 15 grains, we're at 45%. 20 grains of hardness, uh, 60% soap savings. And then the um, at 25 grains of hardness, you're saving 75% of your dishwashing detergent. So that right there is huge. And being able to carry um, this this uh, chart around is, is huge. On top of, um, I also have a dishwasher owner's manual that I carry. Um, the other study, real quick, is on the laundry savings and how it handles stain removal. So one of the things that they have a chart on the um, on the website, and it's the comparison of temperature, dose, and hardness, and the effects of stain removal. And um, one of the things that I thought was just absolutely awesome was chocolate ice cream. If you go ahead and you have soft water, and you use uh, and you have chocolate ice cream on your clothes, it's actually going to um, It'll, let's see, what did it say? It's going to remove um, 90% of that chocolate ice cream. So um, it's really cool. And we're running out of time, so I'm just going to kind of give you the cliff note. It's super awesome to have this third-party accreditation. and, And I think it's super important that you go in there, wqrfstudies.com, Start poking around in there. Look at all the different studies. Find the charts. Print off the charts. The other thing that I recommend you do is copy the URL and 
when you're sending out quotes or you're talking with um, with a potential uh, customer, send out these third-party accreditations, these third-party studies, and it's going to speak volumes for sure because it's not just you or your company saying that this is what a water softener does. It's somebody that's actually done these studies. Um, any closing questions, comments, remarks, anything? Awesome. Okay. Um, so we will speak with everybody next Thursday. And oh, I was thinking, nope, next, next Thursday, following Thursday, we'll be in Texas. But I want to thank everybody for joining. And if you have any questions, feel free to give us a shout. And if not, we will see you next week. Thanks, Jen. Great call. Great topic. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Take care. Thanks.